Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling. sorry I almost slipped up there, <laughs> along with our very special... Who the hell are you again? I forget. Anyway, this guy, along with our very special guest, Kuro6 Plays, a.k.a. Cat. How you doing, Cat? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> doing well. Doing okay. We were uh, just talking before we got the show started about uh, your absolute absolute love of Monster Hunter Rise so far, and you've definitely been uh, like you got you ordered yourself a pro controller for the first time just because of this game. Yes, I did. That is accurate. <laughs> I uh, I'm using. Um, I was saying this before, but I used. Uh, I'm using a. PS4 controller that I had to use an adapter for because I refuse oh. to use the Joy-Cons. Like, absolutely. It's sure. way too, way too kind of, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Do you <laughs> play in handheld video. mode at all, or just stick with television? Um, I have played handheld a little bit, but I mainly stick with television um, just because I like it on a big screen, so... <laughs> I mean, that's how I was with Xenoblade, so I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could play it on handheld, but I got this nice big TV that I really want to use. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are certain games where I'll go out of my way to, to have that big screen experience as much as I can, even though I technically can play, you know, handheld. Like Breath of the Wild, for example. I played, you know, what, 10 hours of it on handheld, but that's the kind of game you really want to have that grandiosity for, right? It's just you really want that big screen experience. Same thing with Monster Hunter, I would imagine. Exactly. It's a little more immersive, too, I think, for me personally. And um, just loving the game so much, I want, like, as much of it in my field of vision as possible. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, Um, I'm not sure how much you've played so far, but i got to ask the tough question. Rise or World? um, So far, Rise, but... Um, for the specific weapon that I do, I main, I am a hammer main, a, mm-hmm. uh, I sometimes do hunting horn and longsword, um, but I liked world's mechanics for hammer better so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. also just kind of like a learning curve because they've changed the way that the, um, attacks and like mechanics in the game work. Um, so I was a little kind of not put off, but it was just new when I, like, my muscle memory wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing with, mm. like, certain moves, so. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not helping mm-hmm. when you have a PS4 controller in your hand. It's like, oh, I'm playing World. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> sure. also, like, when all of the, um, when all of the prompts are, like, the Joy-Con buttons, and I'm like, A is circle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> X is yeah. B, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, I want to check out Rise. I've never really been able to get into Monster Hunter proper. Uh, I did play the demo, and it was pretty cool, but I just have never really had that team experience in Monster Hunter. I've never really had a a group of friends to really, you know, really dive into it with. Um, And I know there are, you know, a bunch of people that I could play it with. I think I just haven't quite had the right experience with Monster Hunter yet. And and, uh, I'm certainly willing to still have it, because obviously it's massively popular for a reason. But then there's also the fact that it's just one of those games where you can sink hundreds of hours into it. And what, where am I going to find that kind of time on top of everything else I'm playing? Even though, so I do have interest. It's just a matter of how do I make the time to get into it, you know? It, it, it's a weird thing of what do you prioritize? And that's like some people it's easy. Yeah. Like, yes, of course, Rise. I took off work to play Rise. I'm considering like calling in sick for work until all next week to play Rise. Yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, and I don't yeah. feel good. <laughs> it, it's a technical game, I think, but I think it's if you are with people, it is easier to to, to pick up. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, I actually would fall off sometimes. I would fall. I fell off of world for a while because I was only soloing everything, and it was a little bit um, like tough to keep going when I didn't have like that support or like that in-game sort of uh, group mentality uh, and yeah. it's oh, it's always nice to be on a voice call with people when they're like yeah you can do it or hey I'm going over here and I'm gonna do this so like don't worry about it or like you can say hey I'm about to die and somebody's like I got you don't worry <laughs> so it would yeah I would have to have that kind of like I need to be on voice chat and it would have to be yes. like that kind of for sure yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, finding the time to do it. But I would like to really like to explore what makes Monster Hunter so appealing to so many people. I, well, if I, you need someone to show you the ropes, hit me yeah, up. You, you, you would have to carry me completely. Gotcha. Oh, I can tell for sure. <laughs> I do have to say, I've been playing the game lately, and I'm not at all what I would call a Monster Hunter fan. And I'm really, really enjoying Rise. It is. It yeah. is definitely okay. very. I, I would say, because I I've probably dabbled with most of the Monster Hunter series. Like I've I've bought them because I understand people love them, and there's always at least one friend in my life that's like, "Yo, you got to get this. You got to play it." And for whatever <laughs> reason, it just doesn't work for me. Um, but I picked up Rise strictly because I want to do a video on Rise with Brandon, who's working on our review because you know he's our resident Monster Hunter expert. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to do like a, you know, somebody who has never clicked with the series versus a super fan and then come together and discuss our opinions. But damn, I am really liking this game. Um, I think that one, I mean, I love the setting, like the feudal Japanese type of setting really helps it out, uh, because that's a setting that I inherently just enjoy. And the wire bug is so damn cool. Like I love uh traversal in this game uh it, it's one of those things where it incentivizes me to explore the area so much more than i ever have in any other game like i legit was hyped about finding mushrooms the other day like i had yeah. i had a quest that was like find eight mushrooms and i'm like i bet they're gonna be up high aren't they and they were and it was so and satisfying because like you can <laughs> you can use the wire bug to like zip to a wall wall run up the wall then jump off then wire bug again and it feels like so damn good when you do it like it makes you feel like you're really badass from the start i'm so bad at the wire bugs so i'm still (laughs) trying but a lot of times it's me kind of like just like running up and then like going out like jumping off and then trying to go back and recover and then jumping off again and then falling to my not my death but like yes um, i'm starting to get a hang of it though for for me Mm -hmm. and and i know this is I'm purposely framing it this way for Ash. For me, it kind of tickles that weird kind of like Mega Man X wall jump itch. Like, oh, really? Okay, in a 3D space? It, it feels so much like a 3D implementation of that, that it just worked for me immediately. At least that's how I visualize it in my mind when I'm doing it, and mm-hmm. I have very few issues with it. There's also... Oh man, I don't know what they're called. You can help me out here. Uh, like <laughs> super wire bugs or whatever that can take you oh, to like yep. much the higher giant. locations. Yeah, giant wire the bugs. Gi- you can mm-hmm. find yep. them in the in in uh, the world out there, and they will like zip you up way higher than a normal one and take you to some place you normally even with three wire bugs couldn't get to. So it is. I mean, the mm-hmm. platforming in this game is actually deeply satisfying, which I think 
adds a whole layer to this that wasn't there before. Have you? We well, you know it's um, funny. Oh, go ahead. You go first. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, you know what's funny, uh, Steve, is that even though I haven't tried the wall jumping mechanic in Monster Hunter Rise, I'm pretty sure it's already better than Mega Man X7's implementation of it because X7 is, <laughs> is such a bad game. I'm sure that Monster Hunter does it better than even X7 does. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've played X7. I, You're I probably not should for the best. <laughs> it's probably ads for the best. It's really bad. I, I feel like I need to get the second half of the X collection on Switch just to complete the set, as it were. But need I, I, is a strong I, I did, word when you're talking about X five through X seven. X eight's a good game, but I mean, I, I picked up the second half. I haven't played any of it, but I picked it up because why not? <laughs> right, right. Um, real quick though, uh, before we jump into the news topics themselves, because you know, we were just talking Monster Hunter up to this point, which is Sorry. no problem at all. Oh no, no, that's, that's a good fine. problem. That's to have. fine. It's, it's it's cool to have that kind of passion for a new release, um, and really dive into it. But we uh, are sponsored on Mondays by the Game Orb, so thank you to them for uh, sponsoring us, supporting us all this time. And the Game Orb is a fledgling channel focused mostly on Nintendo content. It's currently running Let's Plays of Super Mario 3D, all, 3D All-Stars, Splatoon 2, Smash Ultimate, Super Mario 35, and more. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. Which, hey, we're getting really close. Uh, I just checked. They're at 191 subs. We are nice. so close to getting them to nice. 200. Please. Been really, really trying that. Uh, Ash, I see you typing in the, the document there. They're the opposites. Yes. Uh, Oh, the opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're swapped. They're swapped. <laughs> also, you just accidentally okay. deleted them. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. All so good. behind the scenes things here, but yes, we are so close to getting them to two hundred subscribers and really showing them the GV Gang's support. And of course, they also want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, Galactic Reaper, who is closing in on fifty subscribers. So we'll have links to those in the description. Ash is providing links to them in the chat right now for everybody. Yes, um, I'm pretty sure everybody in chat has probably seen these quite a few times. But in case we have any newcomers in here, can check those out. And thank you so much once again, as always, to the Game Orb for their support. Hell yeah! So let's say we get to some news because it's been a you know, looking over the news, not a lot of good news, but it's been news. <laughs> yeah, all right. But we'll start off with something a, a little happier because uh turns out, and we'll go ahead and put this up on the screen, the tech behind Super Mario, Super Nintendo World's Mario Kart ride is actually kind of a video game for its developers. And IGN has, uh, as IGN put in their story, and they also have a ton of pics of the park itself, including the food. And... uh it just looks wonderful. But the basic thing is, it's very modular, the the, the VR portion, the AR portion, I guess, of the Mario Kart ride. So it, theoretically, uh, just looking at this, it should be very easy to like, hey, it's Christmas. Let's make Christmas theme uh, courses. Or it's, mm. you know, this holiday. We can do that sort of thing. Um, because uh, it was so... According to Senior Vice President Theory Coop, this is in, from the article, uh, Mario Kart was built in, an, in a game engine. So, uh, so while he was back, oh, this was while this guy was back in the states, he could actually drive Mario Kart in the game engine and give us give them notes in Japan. And wow. uh, yeah, 
And they added that the game design means that the ride can evolve over time much more easily. Because it's in a game engine, we can keep updating, upgrading, putting new characters in, changing the themes, changing the actions on the fly. So if there's any kind of special events, anything that they want to release can be done overnight if they really want to. And that makes it so much more flexible. It freshens the experience and basically means that every time you go back, you get to see something new. And there, I know there are some hardcore theme park people out there. Like, they oh, added yeah. something slightly new. I gotta see it. <laughs> yeah. And so, this is... I mean... Totally there. I don't know that I wouldn't be one of those for a Nintendo theme park, though. Like, I would... Man, yeah. if you yeah, tell me, me there's too. an update to a Nintendo theme park, I'm like, what? 300 more bucks yeah. to go? All right. <laughs> if I right. must. No, I, I I'm won't just looking at all the pictures monkey. right now. And it's just so cool. Like, I mm. want to go here so badly. And I want to try that Mario Kart ride. And one of these days we'll go. One of these days in the aftertimes, we will we will it, make it there ourselves. Is this Universal Studios Japan? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, I was, uh, okay, I am mad at them. I want to go to right? this. But, but I... Um, uh, I went to Japan. I went to to USJ. I know this is back to Monster Hunter, so I promise I will not stay on the No, no you're fine. You're I know where you're going with this. They had a Monster Hunter theme park that I went really? specifically Ooh. to see. And the day I got there, they had switched it to a Minions. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Theme park. I was I am so worse. upset. I am so sorry because I actually know what you're talking about because I was there for that. I, I didn't go for Monster Hunter specifically, but I happened to go to Universal Studios Osaka at the same time that the Monster Hunter attraction was up, and I got to uh, see it. And I wish it had been you instead of me. Uh, I wish it had been you instead of me. And it was really cool, but I know you would have appreciated it way more. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so sorry. much pain because I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I looked. I was looking on the map. I was like, where is it? Where is it? And I was like, okay, so I think it should be over this this way, right? And then I went over, and it was just like just blobs of yellow everywhere. Uh, so and now you want to look at hunt. another there minion again? I can't. I mean, I can yeah. look at them before. <laughs> so that I'm mad sucks. at USJ right now. <laughs> Wow. I don't blame you. That I mean, that's like, I mean, especially it doesn't matter if it's minions or whatever. When you're going to see something specific that you can't wait to see, and it's replaced by anything, that's gonna that's gonna hurt. But mm-hmm. minions, though, damn that 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 hurts. Next level. Next level. <laughs> that sucks. But I think that's like just even more of a kick to the teeth. It's yeah. ridiculous. That is, that is a just... visceral betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Minions are already kind of on thin ice for me anyway, because I, I just kind of see them as budget servbots anyway. I've never really seen them. Yeah, as, really. You know, servbots yeah. are much better anyway. Way better, yeah. The popularity oh. they are over in Japan right now, though, is, like, insane. Oh, I, like, yeah. just, I don't I don't know why. I don't know the appeal, but it's it's like a, it's a big appeal, exactly I guess. get it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. <laughs> This food is looking good, though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I was pictures. just going to comment that the, I'm looking through the food, and dear God, yeah. do I want to try a lot of this. Let's see. Yep, where, same. You can't tell me there's pictures of food and have me not look at them. I mean, I, I, like I have a... watched a little bit of, um, we had him on earlier, but Peanut Butter Gamer, he just did a video on stuff he got from, ordered from Universal uh, Japan. Can't get any of the food, I think. He maybe gotten some of the snacks, but um, he got that little cup, that mushroom cup, uh, the the super mushroom you take off the head and it has like a little um like regular water bottle in it it's a cool design then they got the bread bowl the burgers look pretty good with the mushrooms i'm not even a fan of mushrooms so same god this all looks nice <laughs> yeah I'll i'm be looking honest, at some I sort of it. question mark block parfait right right now it's like a, yeah it's like, this... like a cake yeah is this in like the 60 pictures or where is this yeah 
It, it's, oh, in the, it's in the set of sixty giant. pictures towards the end, and then there's another set of all the merch you can get, which includes like shirts, plushies, hats, um, pens, uh, just all that, kinds yeah. of stuff. <laughs> I'm looking at this burger, and I'm thinking that must be like a forty dollar burger. Probably. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it I probably bet. is. I mean, in Japan, yes. <laughs> and also theme park food, of course. Yeah. Like, I don't know that uh, I, the, the food looked good, though. The play in 1994 says Good Vibes Dining. I think we just got our first uh, idea mm. for a spinoff channel. Good Vibes starting Dining. With, starting like with it. Steve's Chicken. Today's food tonight, yeah. man. Today's Oh, today's food tonight. I love it. I love oh, that. Man. Yeah. Just eat dinner and on, <laughs> dinner on streams. Like, all right, what are we eating tonight? <laughs> yeah. You guys are making me hungry. That's a really, that's a really good idea. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to... We're, first episode, we'll have to get like a mukbanger and just be like, just do what you normally do, but a little less nausea inducing, please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Bring that up. So, uh, in a recent interview with Hironobu Sakiguchi, uh, he stated that Mistwalker currently has no plans to remake any of its previous games. Now, this was phrased as not interested, but that's not quite how it really seems. It's not that they're not interested in it. It's just that, well, if we have, if they're going to be doing a remake, the amount of effort and resources it would command means the difference between is the means the difference is basically nil between developing a remake versus a completely new game. So he finds himself more attracted to the idea of coming up with something original rather than remaking something they've done before. And so that's why I haven't really looked at like re-releasing or remastering Blue Dragon or uh, Last Story or. Um, uh, what was the other one? Lost Odyssey. Uh, Lost Odyssey. Yeah. That's the other big one. Yeah, I still need to play that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's same. That's actually what I was going to say. Is that this is a damn shame? Even though I get where Sakaguchi is coming from, I've always heard that Lost Odyssey is fantastic, and I never got to play it back on Xbox 360. So I wish I could revisit it today, or at least you know, in, in the present. But that doesn't seem to be on the table. I hear so many people say that Lost Odyssey is like the true Final Fantasy, either 12 or 13. I forget which one they say, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've heard it's just incredibly sad. I, I've, heard, I've heard it's like a really tragic story, like genuinely tragic, that it really drives that knife in and, and twists it multiple times. But it's in a good way. Like, with oh, you, not, right? Yeah. Huh? Oh, I said it sticks with you. Yeah, that's what I've no, heard. Does it? Yeah. Have you played uh, it? Um, I played part of it, but I didn't okay. end up finishing it. <laughs> gotcha. Same. I it was very long. Lost Odyssey yeah. was the RPG that made me realize I don't have a ton of time for RPGs anymore. I, I got into it and I was just like, mm-hmm. this game is so long. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I don't think I'm ever going to finish this. I, I think I still have my 360 copy of that game, but I do. I um, do too. That and Blue Dragon didn't really uh, click for me. I didn't hear great things about Blue Dragon. Yeah, I picked yeah, up Blue I Dragon. Just because I was like, oh, Sakaguchi and Toriyama art, like, this could be really great. And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, it strikes me as odd that you're saying, I just looked up how long to beat for Lost Odyssey just to see, like, how long it must be. It's like, man, how long is this game? And according to them, the main story is just 50 and a half hours, which I'm like, that's only half of a persona. So... I can't. I, I can't find I mean, Persona. Steve, come on. <laughs> just it's, dig up a hundred hours. You know, um, it's so hard. Yeah, it really is. I find myself drawn more towards 
tighter, like shorter narratives these days. And I think mm-hmm. it's just because one, there's so many damn things to play. And I feel like it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. A game that really gets its hooks into me. I will, I will find a way to find that hundred hours or whatever, but it's, it's really difficult if I go in knowing that that's the minimum commitment. If I go in right. and being like, oh, yeah, well, me too. love it or I'm, not, I'm it's 100 way. hours. 100%, yeah. And that's just, why I yeah. think I like indie games, too, like a shorter indie games. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many good ones, and a lot of them are under 10 hours. And I'm like, yes, this is perfect. This totally. is a well-rounded short story that mm-hmm. I love. <laughs> totally agree with you. More more than ever, I, I appreciate games that, are, that have shorter experiences, you know, 10 to 20 mm-hmm. hours. That, you know, that doesn't mean I don't still appreciate the really long-form ones. I mean... If mm-hmm. I had all the time in the world, I'd play so many more JRPGs than I do. Mm-hmm. And as Steve was saying, regardless, even if I don't have a lot of time, if I find a game that really is that good, I'll make time for it, like I am for Yakuza 7. Like, I, yeah, I know that game is long. doesn't matter. I'm going to finish it because this game is incredible. But mm-hmm. I wish I had more time because there are so many more JRPGs I would play had I just the time. It's just time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that you mentioned indie games. The last two indie games I play, I've played, are all really long. Apparently, because really, Hades, well, yeah, well, not really long, but Hades was longer than I expected, just because of the nature of getting the true ending. And then I'm playing Hollow Knight, and that one's also surprisingly lengthy. So, mm-hmm. like, man, I keep finding the long uh, <laughs> indie games, not the short ones. What the heck? Yeah. Um, Romsky113 asks, "Have I did I ever finish Last of Us Part Two? No, I'm very, I'm close to the end, and I'm still going to finish it." You've been it's close just, to the end for the last few times just because you've well, been so absorbed by Yakuza. Well, that and also, you know, I'm getting older and sometimes, you know, by the time I've spent the mind you know, goes, like time... mind goes, forget. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I'll spend time with my wife and then I'll be in the back end for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, you know, getting the next episode of TNT ready in the back end. And then I'm tired and I just fall asleep. So <laughs> the, it's it's hard to like... The thing Ash you know? is telling you is that it's like... 3:53 a.m. <laughs> like any reasonable uh-huh. yeah, exactly. person should be tired. <laughs> well, well, part of it is that you know I'll hang out with my wife until 12 or 12:30, and then I got to go into the back end. And, and yeah, occasionally I'll be done like closer to 4 a.m., but usually it's closer to like 2:30. And, and then you know you don't want to start. Yeah, that's much better. I know. Well, no, that's, <laughs> that's my point. That's my point is I don't. Then, then I'm not really in the in the mood to go play something as heavy as Last of Us Part Two right before I At- inevitably fall asleep and go to bed. You know. Mm-hmm. If I'm up at two two thirty in the morning, it's because one of my kids peed in their bed. That's the only reason I'm <laughs> awake at that time anymore. Yeah, I'm angrily yeah. changing sheets and waiting for a minute to go back to sleep. Yeah. I, I, most of, a lot of my nights have been spent on Final Fantasy fourteen, just because it's like that's when I finally have a chance to play it. I get to play with Amy a little bit. It's like okay, cool. And again, it's like that game is huge as well. There is so I I don't even know how many hours I put into that game already, but it's. So like like oh cool I accomplished this little bit today and I can I'm still interested and can keep going so it's just yeah you kind I mean, of forget up, about the time commitment at that point yeah if, if I don't play late at night then I'm not playing games because you know between the daytime when I'm you know either working and or you know then the evening I'm spending time with my wife you know I don't really have free time until late at night so that's kind of when I have to play and when I'm too tired. I, you know, I, I mean, I know the end of this game is going to be amazing. It's going to be traumatic, but it's going to be amazing. And I want to be fully awake for it. You know, I don't want to be falling asleep as I'm finishing this, you know, amazing game. Although it is way too long. If there, if there is a game that is too long, in my opinion, it is The Last of Us Part Two. It could be it could be a little shorter. <laughs> it could be a little shorter. But I'd, I'd welcome some Mistwalker uh, 
remakes because they do think they have some solid titles yeah. under their belt. But um, then they have they had a really good uh, Japanese exclusive. What was it? DS game? Some what? Soma Soma Breaker? I heard, oh, I heard nothing yeah. good about that. Nothing but good things about that game. And it's a shame it never got localized because I felt like that was like their one real breakout. Like everybody agrees is amazing game. But mm-hmm. oh well. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, uh, get our next story up. And who's ready to be angry at Sony? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again. Again. For the same thing. All right. So, Sony has officially announced the end of its old stores. And before this happened, they uh, quietly pulled the old web version of the PlayStation Store that allowed purchases of PS3, PSP, and Vita content. And, yep, basically all that stuff that we reported on before, that is the case. It is going to be gone by this summer. Basically, uh, the the PlayStation 3 and PSP store will close on July 2nd, while the Vita store will close on August 27th. You can still read down and pre- previously purchase content and games re- redeemed through P- PlayStation Plus, but no more actual purchases and no more in-game ter- purchases. So it looks like you can still get the games if you don't have them on your system anymore. But uh, you can't actually purchase anything more. So that just, I mean, well, physical I mean, we, copies, we, yeah. the way to go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the, that's the problem with these because it's the, you know, the PS3 and PSP and all that. You get a lot of old PS1 and PS2 games as well. Yep. I, those are expensive. Yes. Like, yeah. Exactly. I'd love to have a physical copy of The Misadventures of Tron Bon. That ain't <laughs> happening. Yeah. But then yeah. they complain about like emulators and like exactly. piracy, and they're like, "Don't play these. You can buy them, but you can't buy them. Like, can't buy them unless mm-hmm. it's for a physical copy for like a hundred and twenty-five dollars or something like that, like yeah. or more, depending on what the game is." Yeah, yeah. This I mean, tells we... me that pi- yeah, people are really going to figure out emulators for play, uh, PS3, PSP, Vita. And so forth to just really make this yeah. happen. The irony mm-hmm. of games, old games that are worth a lot of money now, is that the vast majority of those games are only rare because people didn't think they were worth the MSRP when they came out. So it's yeah. like Sony was like, here's your game. It's forty nine ninety nine, And everyone's like, that sucks. I don't want to buy that. <laughs> and now that same game is hundreds of dollars because there's only a few thousand of them out there because the rest of them got recalled or <laughs> returned or whatever. And <laughs> Sony probably lit them on fire while laughing maniacally about this exact <laughs> plan. They're like 20 years from now, <laughs> we'll get our yeah. revenge. Uh, I, I mean, you know, what else can be said about this? We, 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 you know, definitely talked about it a lot last week and, and about how, you know, upset we all are about this and how, you know, anti-preservation the game industry specifically seems to be. And yep. it just sucks. I mean, at least before we were talking about it, it's kind of theoretical. Like, this is what we've heard. Like, That's maybe the rumor. you'll hear all the complaints uh, and not do yeah. this. That was what I was holding out yeah. for. But, but now it's real nope. and it hurts even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only right move, and no one's doing it, literally nobody, would be to, like I said last episode, write emulators for these. Uh, systems and make them available on the PS5. You know, what? if if they said, "Hey, we're shutting down these stores, but these games will be available for purchase now on PlayStation 5." I wouldn't be that mad. I'd be like, "Okay, no, I can play them on new sense. hardware." Um and that's I get that that's where Sony wants me to be is on their latest and greatest thing and not on a Vita or a PSP or a PS3. Um but they're not going 
going to do that. <laughs> they're they're not no, going to they give won't. us a a legal way of getting these beloved games, and that just sucks. Like, I I would happily give them my money for these, and I probably mm-hmm. will. Like in the next couple of weeks, oh, actually yeah. <laughs> dig out my crap and go buy it's, these it's games. It's time to pull out the wish lists and see mm-hmm. what we didn't get yet. Yeah, yeah. I have free, Freedom Wars. I've always wanted to play on the Vita. I guess I'm going to do that really soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's it's unfortunate. I think that this is super, super short-sighted of Sony. And, I mean, I think while they are deserving of the heat where they're getting, we should also remember that this is no worse than what Nintendo and Microsoft are doing. You know, I mean, just because Sony's like being out in public with it doesn't mean that Nintendo and Microsoft don't pull this same garbage. And, you know, Microsoft, I I don't know how they've managed this, but they've convinced everyone they're so backwards compatible friendly. They support 30 original Xbox games and that's it. They're 30 out of like 700. And they're like, Uh we we support all generations. We're Microsoft. Uh-huh. We got your back. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. really... I'm trying to spin those sales. Yeah, like... that is yeah. that is like a, a misleading Tinder profile move. <laughs> it, is, mm-hmm. it is impressive. Yeah. They like found the <laughs> slimiest guy in their office and they're like, how would you spin this Brad? Because it's definitely a Brad. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I know just the thing. <laughs> so right. anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying everyone deserves uh, ire for this. But yeah, Sony, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody, hopefully somebody, just let us play your old games. We will buy them if you let us. Just yeah. let us buy them. I, I think this is a good t- opportunity <laughs> for money. some of these. Yeah, please. It's a good opportunity for a lot of these companies to look at that genre, that time frame and be like, okay, let's do re-releases and stuff like that. And how many but, trees does Mr. Beast have to plant for us to get old games on new systems? Right. <laughs> But Steve, did, didn't you forget, uh, or did you forget? Uh, Jim Ryan has already told you that you don't that you don't want to play old games. They're 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 old. They're they're ugly. You don't want that to is, play those. That He's is, already decided that for you. That is right so, up there with we era Nintendo telling us we don't want yeah. to play video games online. They're like nobody wants to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do want to actually address this comment by uh, Ditto M. Uh, not defending the practice, but shouldn't people have already bought the PS3 and PSP games that they were interested in by now? It's been like 15 years. And that is a good point that people bring up. Here's the kind of counterpoint to that. Let's say, you know, you're not aware of these games. You don't know. You don't have a PS3, or even if you do have a PS3, you're not really looked. Because there's a lot of games on there, and it's hard to find them. The other end, hey... YouTube's a resource. There's a lot of great creators out there telling you about old games. And let's say one of them talks about this one PS3 game that's really good, but also really expensive. But you can get it on the on the PS the PlayStation Store, the PSN, for only ten bucks. Nice steal for this really great game that you never heard of before. Now you can't do that. The, and I think yeah. that's the thing. You there's always somebody new discovering those old things, and that's what we're losing. When it comes to this, and it's happening for right. me right now, because I, you know, my, for my streaming channel, I have game requests that people can do once they earn enough channel points. Somebody requested God Hand. I looked up God Hand. It is very expensive on PS2 <laughs> if you go in for the original copy, but it's only ten dollars on the PS3. So that's what I'm going to be picking that game up uh, relatively soon. It's one of those well, things where you're just yeah. It's there when you need it, and now we don't. And additionally, too. Oh, sorry. You, you can oh no, go please, ahead, please Kat. go ahead. Um, 
like for replay value for example like i have had like old games that i've played with people that are digital downloads and like um i know that i'll be able to kind of play those and stuff but uh, like for example if you if you have experienced a, a game with somebody like at someone's house on the ps3 or the ps2 or whatever um mm -hmm. and it was a really nice time and then you think about it later and you're like i want to play that like i want to go back you know you can't Mm -hmm. That's it. You have to f track down that friend and play it with them, or buy a physical copy for five hundred dollars. So right, yeah. And and also, uh, as as Joseph Rutkin was saying in the chat, I was kind of thinking this as well. What about new gamers that want to go back? People who literally mm -hmm. weren't alive when the PS3 and the PSP and Vita were current. You know, what if they're they they are gaming enthusiasts who don't just want to play the newest stuff? They want to go back and see what got us to where we are today and not only that what about people who maybe were had fallen on hard times didn't have a whole lot of uh, you know disposable income mm -hmm. during those generations of gaming who you know would have liked to buy more games but they just couldn't literally couldn't but now maybe they're doing way better and can you know afford to buy some of those old games but now they can't it's just it, it it's it's a preservation thing and it's just it, it is there is something to say but you know why people have had so long to buy these games already but I don't think it's quite that simple, as, yeah. as Derek was saying, and and there are other angles to it. I want to I want to mm. draw an analogy here, uh, just because I think it'll help some folks that maybe maybe oppose this or, or don't think it's a big deal to understand. Like imagine a company that that was fully electronic, right? Just everything, you know, speed of light records when you needed them, and then they said, "Hey guys, we're making a huge move. It's really innovative. We're going to print everything out and store it in filing cabinets forever, and that's the only way you can get them, and there will only be one copy." Like it is the most <laughs> backwards business decision in the world. And for people, you know, the the common refrain from corporations when they do this is it's just not sustainable from a cost standpoint, and that is a lie. That is, mm -hmm. it costs mm -hmm. next to nothing to maintain these services. The biggest cost is bringing them up and tanking them down. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. everything in the middle, yeah. comparatively, is ridiculously cheap. Um, mm -hmm. And in this day and age, I guarantee you that Sony's PSN shop for PS3, Vita, and PSP is not on an actual physical server that someone has to maintain and repair. It's on a virtual server that literally is just one of hundreds, if not thousands, that they have for use for PSN. And so they're mm -hmm. literally just like, we don't want, we don't care about these anymore, so we want to turn them off. And that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the absurdity of it is if you're able to re-download those games still, that means those servers are still on, so they're not even doing it to save money. Yeah, they just like yeah. that. This is going to push them to buy new stuff. As yeah, it the really is right. just a move to push the consumer to a newer thing. And yep. I hate to tell you, but the guy that's still playing his PS3 in 2021 isn't going to buy a PlayStation 5 because you turned the PSN off. He's not going right. to. Yeah. Nobody that is still on hardware that old is going to say, oh, well, this was the push I was waiting for. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting. Also, Ditto M, it was not a dumb question. I, I've seen that point not brought up before. So thank you for actually making that question so I could address that aspect of it. Because mm. it's a good, again, it on the surface level, it sounds reasonable. but It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and it led to a great discussion, though. So thank you for the question. There is, And as for N127, already already mentioned this, but there is no such thing as a dumb question. Yep. Um, so, no, we really appreciate you bringing that up. Yep. So... Well, that sucked. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> Sad news. 
And it's not really getting much. Well, no, it's getting a little worse later on. But this later is, on. But next one, yeah. like we're we're going to try some like go hills here, up and down. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. So Xbox has teamed up with Hololive VTubers to market Game Pass in Japan, and you know what? Good on them. I think that's not a bad idea. Not uh, at it's all. a VTuber group uh, branch from the Cover Corp for the Xbox Game Pass ad, and the streamer will introduce the service and probably explain that you can also play on PC and even cloud and show some of the games that you have on Game Pass. So, you know, any way for smart. them to... <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's cool to see Microsoft trying to break into the market again because it really seemed like they gave up with the 360 and especially the uh, One. Yeah, like they tried yeah. with the 360 and gave up with the one. You know, I have to say, I'm I'm playing for our pa- uh, for our patrons, our audience, the the video uh, from one of those VTubers. Damn, these models are impressive. I, <laughs> they really are. I was actually just yeah. started it up and like, my god. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they know they they really look good, and I think this is actually a brilliant move by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Do, do I think I it's going to like you know make the Xbox take off in Japan? Maybe not take off, but I do think it might help, and it, it definitely shows a willingness to uh, for, you know on Microsoft's end to meet Japan where they are, and not just try to force the Xbox brand into the Japanese market because we've seen oh. how how well that's gone for them. Well, interestingly, it seems like one member of our chat, Fantasy Thinker fan, is familiar with this specific VTuber. I guess her name is Boton. Oh. And he says oh, that she's okay. super popular. Um, I mean, she's as big I don't... as. Oh, what's her name? That's always like I always see clips of with her, like squeaks and like she's in getting really and really people. She has like the puppy ears. Oh, Corone, uh, I think. Corone, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's when I. That's when I first started hearing about VTubers. I was all of a sudden like these. I think I saw a Twitter account like Japanese girls making weird noises, and Corone was up there, and I'm like, what oh boy, the heck <laughs> is this? I didn't understand it at all. She's adorable. I'll say that much because just the, her reaction to a lot of stuff. But it makes think, sense for Microsoft. I, I mean, think VTubers being so huge in Japan, like we, I don't think we can mm-hmm. comprehend how just how big they are over there. I think that's mm-hmm. like the smartest move because you're taking advantage of something that has mm-hmm. the largest following. You know what I mean? Currently, right? I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean they're they're definitely taking they're jumping on this at just the right time to kind of parlay it into what might be an explosion of the Xbox brand in Japan that such we've never seen before. This mm-hmm. might be Microsoft and and uh, I was someone said it uh, in the chat. Sorry, I can't find it right now. Oh, uh, Rob Arman X said it's smart to market Game Pass and not the Xbox systems themselves. Yeah, they're pushing Game Pass, mm-hmm. not the Xbox hardware, which historically the Japanese market does not care about. And yeah. yeah, I think they're doing a lot right with this. Well, if they if we talked about this last episode, if they do land that Square Enix deal with with six games coming to Game Pass that are supposedly relatively newer and and they're marketing to, uh, you know, using VTubers for marketing like this, this I mean, it seems like they've gotten a bit smarter than we're used to them being about the Japanese market. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's good news. I mean, I, I don't pretend to understand the impact that VTubers have in Japan because I've never been. But I would uh, I, I have zero doubt that, you know, I mean, they they have a freaking agency like an idol group, you know, so that's yep. that, yeah. that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I would imagine that this I mean, this move alone will probably 
give Game Pass a decent bump in Japan because there's definitely a subset of folks that if if an idol or a VTuber recommends it, that they'll just buy whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think we've all seen the cliche super fan, you know, in our in in some media we consume. So I, I think that this is probably, you know, well, no, I don't think it's probably it is a really, really smart move and a culturally mm-hmm. smart move, which is something I'm not mm-hmm. used to seeing from Microsoft. So I right. mean, Chris, Chris Masterson actually asked, why are Xbox so desperate to enter the Japanese market? Is Japan that big of a market compared to America and Europe? Not especially, but there's still, still a market that you can really like take off on it's something you can grow with i think well I think, they're still one of the three main markets too i mean they're yeah they're, right. they may not be as large volumetrically but they're still one of the main three markets in gaming and you of course want to have as much control over every market that you can right that's just straight see, up business now, i think that this is a trojan horse i think that they want to develop an audience within japan to woo japanese developers because Microsoft Xbox just doesn't have a lot of Eastern development support. But, I mean, if you develop an audience in, in their home country, they have really no choice but to but to make games, right? Like, if a ton of people mm. are on Game Pass in Japan, that, that'll mean big money for Japanese developers. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is in this to make some money. So if, if suddenly Xbox... How, by whatever means, gain a foothold in Japan, then that will kind of force the hand of Japanese developers to say, okay, I guess we're releasing Xbox versions now. Especially because yeah. it doesn't feel like Sony's doing much with their Japanese developers. They just shuttered, like, what is it, their, the one game studio? They're doing the opposite. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're actually pulling away from the Japanese market, which is something I've seen a lot of people in their fan base say they don't like, and I'm one of them. I, I hate that they're pulling away from Japanese development, or at least seemingly mm-hmm. doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's going, going back to the Hololive stuff, though, uh, as Kubino Yoko Gaming puts it, it feels very much like when Hatsune Miku debuted and there was a huge popularity for Vocaloids. Mm. And that's, that's exactly what it feels like. And that was something that I understood. Hololive VTubers, I'm still not quite like I'm not. It's, I think it's super cool. I'm just not quite there yet in terms of getting it. But it definitely feels like the same kind of population or popularity explosion that Vocaloids experienced. I mean, I mean, Evernight Studio put it out, put out, uh, pointed out earlier, uh, Caroni kind of got that attention because Sir Toasty made a video uh, of Caroni's reaction to Banjo-Kazooie and just how she was completely taken by how the Ecom Bokum line. And so it was <laughs> repeating it. And it was just really... I gotta admit, it's cute. It's really cute. Yeah. So you have it that, that adorableness attached to that gaming bit and you're like, you know what? Cool. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know. It's just, there's, I think I can see the, it's, I guess it makes it feel approachable in a Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure someone at PlayStation is just just laughing at us right now and trying to pour salt in the wound because I actually, as we were discussing this, I just got that email from from PlayStation about the store (laughs) shutting down. I literally just got it now. So someone's watching and laughing at us. Yeah. Uh, But. We'll see if it works out for Xbox. I, I'm, I'm curious, but it's it's smart. Feels smart anyway. It, it's definitely mm-hmm. smart. And one thing I want to say because we did have uh, Fushion as a VTuber, mm. I'm really impressed to see just how detailed these models can get. Like, you yeah. know, Fushi with a little bit of work had made hers look really great and really detailed. But obviously, these ones with like an agency behind them, they mm. they look like hand drawn, which is really impressive. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. I, I actually, after we had Fushion, I downloaded the software that she said she used. Oh, did you? And, and tried to mess around with it. it it's a lot of work. Did you try it out, though? I tried I, it out as well. I didn't try it out yet um, because for some reason, and I was in the middle of replacing my computer anyway, um, mm-hmm. but it was very fuzzy. Like it made it, it mm-hmm. I was able to make a character, but he was like, very very blurry looking and i was like i don't know how to fix this and i was like well this computer's going in the garbage in a week anyway so i do it on the new one so i'm going to re-download it now that i have a better setup and and try to do it again but yeah i've i've been joking with the guys that i am eventually going to just one day appear on tnt as a vtuber oh my god you should you should and then just play it Um, off Joseph Rutkin sums up VTubing perfectly. It's, uh, they say, v- VTubers make it so your waifu can tell you they don't love you. And that's a pretty much a perfect way to, to sum it up right there. I don't think we can actually beat that. So let's go ahead and move on right. to the next topic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Time for some more bad news. <laughs> Not that it's too surprising considering it's almost April, but PAX East 2021 has officially been canceled. However, uh, PAX Online is still set for July 15th to July 18th. So, not, again, too surprising. But, hey, PAX West yeah. might still happen. Um, we don't know for sure, but it's... I, I think we'll, we'll have it back by 2022. It feels it feels that way. It, I think so, too. I, I was kind of always on the fence as to whether PAX East was going was gonna to sneak through or not. Um, I kind of had a feeling it wouldn't. So this isn't too surprising, too. but I am crossing my fingers that PAX West happens. We'll see. I think it's going to be really close. It's going to be on that line, but I think it's possible that it could. Um, PAX Unplugged is also expected to run as planned, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think PAX East will probably be back next year, and hopefully in the usual March-ish timeline and, and not. It would have been weird going to PAX East in June this year. That would have been yeah. weird anyway. It wouldn't have felt right. So as someone from Boston, I was I was very hurt by this news. <laughs> oh no, yeah. So because uh, I was yeah. the only one I planned on, and like the last con- convention before, like the world was on fire was PAX yeah. East. So right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I still I can't believe how monumentally lucky I was because I was at that show and that was you know right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the whole See? pandemic and nobody was yep. wearing masks yeah, and, I mean, people were bumping like... elbows but they but they weren't wearing masks and i mm-hmm. still can't believe i got out of that show without you know catching it Get, and I, i'm getting just very sick. lucky yeah i mean i still don't know if i like one i don't know if amy actually got covid two i don't know if she got it from me because i swear february when all this stuff was going down i was going all over the place i was in new york boston san francisco and la basically every single hotspot you could have and i didn't catch anything but then she got sick of like hmm, i hope it wasn't mm. me <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. No, it, pax is a good time because that's how i first met cat just happened to be in the same group and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah nice. i miss it i met so many people I know. and I also so like much. i just miss i think i just miss the like community around conventions anyway like it's mm-hmm. it's hitting hard this year i think it's been yeah. too long <laughs> yeah it, it really has and uh i know i know so many of us on the like, youtubers and content creators we all miss or the vast majority of us i think miss that experience miss the convention experience not only catching up with our developer friends in the game industry but also each other and just hanging out and having dinner and drinks and playing games and just hanging out and, and spending time together. Absolutely. And I just miss it so mm-hmm. much. And uh, 
Hopefully, PAX West can happen. That, you know, I know as a Boston native cat, that wouldn't be quite as convenient for you. And I totally get that. And but I don't think I'd so end kidding. up in. I, yeah, I don't think I'd end up in PAX West this year anyway. So. Oh, you wouldn't? That makes sense. I, I have a, a feeling no, just because yeah. it'd be really tricky. So. so. All right, Steve. You and I are, are doing a two man show then if, if it happens. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm going. <laughs> oh, same man. I nothing will keep me from that convention if it I actually could, does. I could. I could get shot in the airport terminal, and I'd be like, "Just stitch me up when I get to Seattle. <laughs> I'll be fine." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same. And Ditto M asks, "Has GVG not met in person for over a year?" No, we haven't. No. Um, yeah. The last time I saw Derek was at PAX East, 2020. Yeah, yep. and it's been more than a year since then now, and we've we haven't even gotten to do our first show as a team yet. The last nope. time like I that saw hasn't a, happened yet. Derek was E three two thousand nineteen. Right, <laughs> so it's been almost oh god, yeah, it's true. It, it'll, it's been almost two years since I saw Derek. <laughs> and um, I think the last time I saw you was PAX West twenty nineteen, right, Steve? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. so we're, oh no, it has to happen. We've gone <laughs> yeah. almost seven hundred thirty days. <laughs> I, I don't I know, know if they're fully on the wild. store yet, uh, Rob, our man X, but we, obligatory GVG masks. Oh, we got them. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my samples are on our, on, are on their way to me. And, of course, I'm going to wear my shirt on stream whenever it arrives, as well yep. as my mask. Once. Um, Adam Davis, that is a great idea. And I think that's something we all want to do, TNT Live as a panel. Ooh. Whenever we – the first show we can do in person together, we absolutely would love to do a TNT or yep. GVG panel for sure. My That'd my cool. dream is to do what I've always wanted to do is is have like a traveling show kit so that we can just set up a, a live show like this wherever we are. Uh, have the three of us have a guest. Have uh, Brandon, who unfortunately is not here with us today, helping us out with the uh, with the behind the scenes work on that. Since I can't really run the show if I'm in the show and you can see everything around me (laughs) um, and just do like a bit of a different format. I think that would be a lot of fun. And that's something I've always dreamed about doing. I've also dreamed about streaming live from the, from the show floor, which I have some ideas about, but that's a whole other technological mess. Um, Real quick. I want to mention Kai Ed in the chat. One of our EPs mentioned that he got his COVID test today and he's uh he's not feeling well and he hopes it's just a cold mm. so uh hang in there man i i hope oh, yeah. please that it is yeah. crossing it is our just fingers for you man so yeah uh, let it keep us updated please i would i would definitely yes. appreciate you know i want to know you're okay i want to know if you're not okay uh either way well wishes your way my friend absolutely yes please let us know um, Adam Davis says, wait, that would mean in-person Shake That Ash. I don't think the world is ready <laughs> for in-person Shake That Ash. I mean, and I'm w- pretty sure Kat isn't ready for virtual Shake That Ash either. I'm not sure <laughs> oh, we should gosh. even go there yet. A I'm wide sure. shot means yeah. that Ash could twerk, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants this? me to twerk, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're good well, on that. Well, I guess it won't catch you off guard whenever it happens during the uh, AP reading tonight. But exactly. let's go ahead and change subjects. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> bring up the next one. <laughs> All right, so uh, we already talked about it quite a bit before, but more specifically, Monster Hunter Rise is a huge hit globally. We not, we not only love it, well, specifically Cat and uh, uh, Steve, but it is just massive. It has shipped 4 million units worldwide, according to Capcom, and all the physical versions are sold out in Japan, and there were huge lines in Hong Kong. It is a massive, massive hit. And I'm not sure how that compares to World, 
But I have to. Fe- I have a feeling it's probably going to be either at that level or dang close. Beyond, I think. I think beyond. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's just. It. It's got more. I think going for it. Um, like I said, like I. I I prefer worlds sort of like mechanics, I guess. But I like Rise is so beautiful that I don't even care that I have to get used to like this new play style. Like, at all. It's so beautiful. They have so much in it. They have, like, all mm. these kind of unique, um, like, interactions you can have with people. All of the monsters are um, really fun. Uh, a lot of them are hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, just the, the entire aesthetic of the game, the gameplay, like, the things you can do, and, like, the charm of it is really mm-hmm. nice. And I think World was missing a lot of the charm that older Monster Hunters had. Um, and they kind of made it more of, like, a serious game. Like, oh, no, you have to go fight this dragon, like, in, like, this very serious fashion. Whereas there's, like, a lot more of the fun kind of um, silly sing-songy mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like just puns everywhere which i love so it's great um and i don't know i think this is just gonna do like leagues above world believe it or not so, so i don't i don't know how exactly if this is only like the states or whatnot i, I can't get it specifics on that but vg charts back in 2018 reported that uh monster hunter world sold an estimated 2.45 million units in its first week at retail so rise seems to be doing better and it's well, only and, on Switch, <laughs> and it it ama- it's interesting to me, Kat, to hear you say uh, like the 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 impression that Monster Hunter Rise has left on you, specifically when you said how beautiful it is, because you're ostensibly ostensibly uh, comparing a Switch game to you know a, a really good looking PS4 game, but mm-hmm. just the art style and the vibe, I guess, of Rise has has made Rise the more attractive game to you, which I find very interesting. I think yeah, graphically, I think it's it's probably um, not as good as World, sure. I guess, especially if you have it on PC and you, like you've modded it and things like that, like to make it look super pretty. But in terms of like the actual environment that they have created, right. it's beautiful. Um, something that I find really nice too is that um, for the quests, uh, when you go to hunt a monster, um, they have a um, ink illustration, kind of like a like a sumi painting of each monster that you fight cool and i thought i think that has like a lot of charm rather than just having like a random icon they have like these hand-drawn um like quests that people can do and i think that's like the small things all added together just make it so wonderful i think i mean you have me at sumi Uh, uh, okami is one of my favorite games of all time so you have me at sumi right there (laughs) nice one one thing i want to point out too is that um Rise really pushes the Switch hardware in, in incredible ways. Um, I mean, it, it looks... I, I would say when you're playing it, like when you're actually like in a quest or, or running around town, it looks what I would consider to be standard Switch stuff. But when you actually go into cutscenes or you're talking to someone, it's like the level of fidelity goes dramatically up. And it, it honestly, mm-hmm. in those moments, to me, looks indistinguishable from a ps4 game like the character models are so detailed um when you're when you're just in you know small one-on-one or cutscene uh, scenarios it looks really damn good um you know i don't know if either of you tried the demo but you can see that literally in the title screen for the demo wow. uh, where you see one of the characters i don't know if it's uh 
is it Hinoa or Honoa? Like they're yeah, th- that's the name of the twins. Hinoa. I don't yep. I don't know which one of the two it is, but yeah, she's singing <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn, this looks like ridiculous." And uh when you get into the game, it's it's every bit as good as the uh title screen would leave you, lead you to believe. The music um, is great too. Yeah. It has excellent it? music. Oh, it's right. so I mean, good. That yes. perks my interest up. I'm a huge video game music guy, so that's <laughs> Ash, interesting you, to know. You you so, have my account, so download it. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, well, that's true. I, I probably should at some point. But I, I'm also thinking I might just have to just get it and, and just you try to at least play with a few people just and just try to – even if I don't play, you know, ever play hundreds or tens of hours, still just to, you know, enjoy it and be part of the moment and just try to get into Monster Hunter at least a little. Yeah, FOMO. Monster Hunter is one of those <laughs> yeah, games FOMO. that I keep wanting to get into, uh, but I feel mm. like Rise is the first time where it's actually working, and yeah. I'm excited gotcha. to see how that bears out over time, like, if I keep going. I think what when it's really going to click for me, though, is when I finally play it with someone else, because I've been soloing this whole time just to try to get my oh, feet yeah. under me and oh, learn 100%. the lay of the land, mm-hmm. but I think when I finally, like, hunt a big monster, I think that's when it'll really click, because, uh, right. yeah, I... I um, it's been weird because, you know, I'm going to play with Brandon, but I feel very embarrassed doing that because I'm like, I don't know how to play these games very well, <laughs> right. and I don't want to hold them back. I don't want I'm going to have to be like... carried so hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same, same. I'm playing it, I mean, I'm enjoying that's it. That's the thing. Having played some 14 and going through duties and whatnot, yeah, you get carried, but you learn those things, and you feel yourself getting better. So you might feel like you're getting mm-hmm. carried, but I think there is some enjoyment in those experienced players teaching you the ropes and like okay we're going to get him to this level of love that i have for the series so i don't think you have to worry about too much about that that's fair i feel so i think i think it feels less like you'll be carried because i have gone through this uh before too as uh especially getting used to it a lot of people who played the demo were like already prepared um but i think it'll feel more supportive and like a really good group of like we're excited that you're playing with us Nice. And we want uh-huh. you to keep going. So, like, don't even worry. It's more like support while you are fighting things, which I think. I think the Monster Hunter community nice. can be really, really good. So, right. with that. Right. So, That's good to know. J- just some numbers here uh, for in terms of world, because it is uh, Capcom's best-selling title of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of... Uh, it, it reached that point by exceeding... It's also the first game in Capcom's history to exceed 15 million units shipped. Uh, according to Audoodle, that is now up to 16.8, I believe. Wow. So it's, it is massive wow. amounts of sales. And Monster Hunter has become the second uh, biggest franchise uh, for, for Capcom uh, behind uh, in terms of lifetime sales, but only behind, second only to Resident Evil and just jumped at, thanks to World, jumped ahead of Street Fighter. Um, so, yeah, what? it is. Wow. One thing that I want to point out, too, that uh, Brandon Bovia mentioned in our chat earlier is that uh, this game is poised to just explode in Japan. Um, Oh, yeah. Monster Hunter, you know, has its roots in being a portable series. And so being on the Switch... Right, that's really where it took off. Yeah, having having it on the Switch, which is the, the best portable console in the world... Um, you know, and, and, you know, people being able to get home and actually throw it on their TV for that more immersive experience in Japan specifically will do insanely well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely see Rise surpassing world. I mean, it, it has I think so ultimately that I kind agree. of, yep. you, mm. yeah, it has that ability to draw people like me and people who have been on the fence and who haven't dipped their feet fully in. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely feeling pulled in by this game uh and i think that 
you know, that combined with just the fact that it's a new portable monster hunter that makes zero compromises is going to just be huge for this thing. Um, that and Nintendo mm-hmm. is obviously killing it in Japan right now. So um, it, it's <laughs> it on the most popular that... console of the moment. And it's portable. Like, all the stars are kind of aligning perfectly for this one to surpass its predecessors. It could have right. that Animal Crossing-like aspect where everybody's just sort of talking about it, waiting for the next big release. And it's just like, well, there's so much word of word of mouth. i got to check out this game. Yeah, right. So. And and on top of all that, like Brandon Bovey and a couple others in the chat are talking about how, whereas Monster Hunter Worlds online was a bit complicated and a little confusing to get into, apparently Monster Hunter Rises Online is much simpler oh, and, yes. and easier to, yeah, just to jump right in, which is, I think, huge, especially with that handheld format, right, that the mm-hmm. Switch also has. So I think there's a lot going in this game's favor for, <laughs> as Steve said, to it just absolutely explode in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that said, I do have a question for you, Kat, because Steve and I have talked before about how we feel that maybe the more single-player story-driven experience that Monster Hunter Stories 2 seems to be offering when it comes out might be more up our alley. We're not sure, but how, how do you feel about Monster Hunter Stories 2? Are you excited about that as well? Um, I am. I think it's cute. Okay. So I'm. it's like on a superficial level, I'm like... This is adorable, and I'm going to get it. (laughs) Um, But I think that... So, Monster Hunter Stories, I think, has, like, all the charm that the older Monster Hunter, uh, like, 3U and uh, 4U, and even, like, like Freedom Unite and stuff uh, had. Um, And they kept that in these games, so I really like it because it kind of gives me that sort of experience that I used to have with these old games. It's like a nostalgia thing for me, for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. But I... I definitely like it, um, but I think my reasons for playing are are, are very simplistic. It's very like this sure. is cute, hey. and I'm gonna do it. So. Uh-huh. Hey, whatever. Gotcha. Every reason hey, works. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Don't think we're going to dwell on this one too much, but it's worth pointing out. So, Ratchet and Clank 2016 will be playable in uh, in 60 FPS on PS5 after a new update coming in April. And every one of you who own a PS4 or PS5 should have this game by now because it was free. Right. So you should have picked it up. <laughs> yeah. like, not PS Plus free, free, just free. Get it. <laughs> and, and this actually makes still me want to go back but... and check it out. Like, yeah, because I, 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 I remember that PS4. being a bit of a point of contention i think people are upset it wasn't 60 fps so i think that's going to help maybe it's uh turn around a bit and that's cool i mean well with the incredible amount of things exploding on the screen at any given moment in that game it's not surprising that it wasn't 60 fps but it's also because of that that i even though i did i beat the game on ps4 i really liked it mm -hmm. i want to go back and just behold it in 60 fps (laughs) because that's just going to be beautiful to look at i think yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I, I love that Sony is offering all these free games. I mean, it's funny. On one hand, we're upset with them for not letting us buy games, and, and then right? we're happy with them for uh-huh. giving us games for free. Um, I can be but, both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly. I, can, <laughs> I, I contain multitudes. <laughs> I can be, <laughs> I'm but, like that onion. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is uh, objectively a cool thing. You get the game for free, and it gets a cool update to, to run at a higher frame rate. Uh, this will probably be what I need to finish this game i didn't dislike it but it was just one of those ones where uh, you know it passed me by and then there was no real reason to revisit it once the world had moved on but now at least there's an update that i can check out it's a (laughs) fine game uh that you know is a lot of fun to play but it's also it's a weird thing of being a half remake half movie tie-in so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Well, to be fair, when I say I really enjoyed it, that I'm not comparing it to the original version. I'm, I'm just enjoying it, or I played it on its own in a vacuum. I uh, sadly didn't get to play the original version of the first game, but I'm sure that's better. Uh, but, you know, on its own, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Brandon Bovia. <sighs> You're speaking my language, man. Next up, Horizon. Please. Oh, please. Good. I want a PS5 if, performance update for Horizon. If they please, could please, manage please, to please. do that before I start streaming Horizon, I'd be really grateful. Right? <laughs> oh, I want to play that. Oh, yeah. I have lived in the future that you're dreaming of, and it is good. <laughs> I, I, my PC can run Horizon at 4K 60 FPS, and oh, God, God damn, it is gorgeous. Nice. That must be incredible. It, oh, it must be truly amazing. is. It, it, the thing that sucks, though, is, you know, I don't hook my PC up to my TV, so I play on my 4K monitor right here in front of me, and it's just not the same. I, I would mm-hmm. still take the 30 FPS on my nice, like, gaming TV, you know, versus right. mm-hmm. sitting at my desk and playing playing that game. So, right. uh, 4K 60 FPS, though, damn. <laughs> it, it's good <laughs> stuff. Like, I really, really want that for, for this game. Um, if mm-hmm. not, hopefully, you know, Horizon Forbidden West is, is 4K 60 a man can hope. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll I mean, I'll, I'll even take, you know, I'll take 4K 30, 1080p 60, but of course, yeah, 4K 60 would be the dream. Yeah, right? I mean, they got 4K 60 with Miles Morales by, like, t- turning down some of the settings, so right. I'd, I'd be okay with that, too. Like, I don't need ray tracing if I can get 60 FPS, or maybe I do need, I don't know. Tell me what I need, <laughs> Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I'm supposed to play this go. game. I'll play it however you tell yeah. me to. Exactly. They're, like, exactly. blindfolded with your feet. No other options. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our last topic of the day. And Limited Run Games has announced that Doom the Classics Collection is coming to PS4 and Switch. Basically, it's a way to have a physical version of Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3. Uh, I need to see how much it actually costs, though, because these Doom games go on sale a lot for, like, two bucks. (laughs) So I don't know how much the physical version is going to cost, but it does include a lot of extras, including... uh, a shadow box. Um, let's see here. So the uh, special edition is seventy nine ninety nine, and the oof. collector's edition is a whopping one twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Look, but I don't. Man. They don't list what the price <laughs> is for just the regular edition, which seems right. really odd. I mean, special I... edition does come in, come with a reprint of the ninety six sixteen page Doom comic, which I've seen a review of, and it is hilarious how. I think that's where Rip and Tear came from. Yeah, it is. Oh, Show really? me your guts, I think he says. <laughs> it's just some, ridiculously weird. I love what Limited Run Games does. I love what they stand for. I, I love what they do. But those prices, man. And, and that, yep. it's, it's those prices yeah. consistently that have always kind of stopped me from really supporting them wholeheartedly. Like, you know, I want to go buy all these physical editions. I do, but not for those prices. I just, it's so, just a little too high for me. I... I would probably jump in on the standard edition of this for like mm-hmm. 30 bucks or 40 bucks maybe. Sure. I feel like that's an okay price for three games. However, I will say that that collector's edition, and this is dumb, but this is just me. It has a uh, a USB floppy disk for Doom. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. God damn it. That's really cool. Like, I like that, but yeah. not, I don't, not 80 bucks worth of liking it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, too, that Doom, while I grew up with it, and it is a part of my childhood because my dad was a PC gamer when I was a kid, so obviously we had Doom, um, 
because what I think PCs just come pre-installed with it now, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. it it I don't have an attachment to the franchise in I in the w- same way I do other games he played when I was a kid. So to mm-hmm. me, this is not like oh god, you know I don't feel like a strong pull to get this, um, you know. But I I did gladly pay them. 130 bucks for their no more heroes collection that they did last week <laughs> i was like yeah absolutely uh, oh i'm getting it in august i guess that's fine <laughs> but, um yeah, that's the one thing i didn't realize when you buy these they don't they're not even produced yet so they haven't started mm. making them and that's a change i guess over the years because it used to be like they would make x number of copies and then you know you could buy from that stock that they had created and that was it now that's weird. they take orders yeah. and they make just enough to cover their orders and then that's it. Right. I guess and they I'm like a bit too much overhead. I'm like yeah. I I live in a world where I can buy something on Amazon and it shows up while I'm sleeping. Like <laughs> I'm not used to right. things taking 5 months to show up anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah. But so th- this one's yeah. tricky for me because I own all three of these games and I think I paid like maybe 10 bucks for the entire collection. The, all th- That's the thing, the right? The total of all three. Yeah, see, th- yeah. the thing for me is like the only thing that draws me to this is the box art and that's only because i remember my dad having the pc box with that exact art on the cover and i was like Mm -hmm. oh man that would be like a cool homage to my dad you know like Mm -hmm. i'm sure he'd chuckle like if i sent him a picture of it but i i don't know man like you said derek these games are are two three dollars most of the time on the eShop. they go on sale a lot i don't know that i need them in physical form for anything more than what i'd pay on the eShop for them Joseph Rutkin, right. it took me a year and a half to get the uh, limited run games copy of Celeste. Oh my Whoa. god. I, I gotta See, say, I don't know the... that that's worth it, especially if you're no. paying the price and then also waiting a year and a half. Like Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I, um, mean, I don't know. I am I am a fickle creature. If I have to wait more than more than a couple months <laughs> to get something, I will likely forget about it, and then when it does show up, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's just like as much as I love the idea of, of and I you know I love buying games physically I love having those boxes but I will say the Switch has done a lot more than any other console in terms of kind of pulling me toward digital and as much as I do want to own some of this stuff physically there's a limit to how much I'm willing to pay for it and it's not even it's not even because this is Doom I'm not like I'm not a big Doom fan but like uh, a couple of years ago I am 8-bit did a repro SNES card of Mega Man X. Really cool, right? It was a hundred bucks though. It was like a hundred bucks. I'm not gonna pay a hundred dollars for a repro card of Mega Man X. I'm just not gonna do it. And that's Mega Man. So if I'm not gonna do it for that and and, and that <laughs> like, wasn't even like a collector's this, edition. Yeah. It didn't come with anything yep. but the card. It was like and blue, that's just right? Absurd. It was like blue and it was cool looking. Yeah. A hundred bucks cool I, looking. I no. went through the same experience. Mega Man X is one of my favorite SNES games and I, I have yeah. an, an analog, you know, uh super NT down here. So I could even play it on my TV with no issue. But I was like, mm-hmm. man, that's a that's a high price. <laughs> like yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. pay that for an original cart. I wouldn't pay that for you know and to be fair, when I say that, I mean an original cart like box and manual. You know, right? Like, yeah, in good I was gonna shape. say. I just looked it up. I was curious what it's what it is on Amazon for just the original cartridge because I figured it's going to be cartridge only for the most part. And you can get Mega Man X original cartridge for about twenty five bucks on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, I would not not with the box, right? No, not with the, the box, okay, but just yeah, the yeah. cartridge. Yeah. When I say still, I, yeah. I drop a hundred bucks, I mean because that at least has history behind it. It had to survive like the last thirty years in yeah. right. shape. Like that. That's worth paying a premium for, but. 
when I see, well, not worth paying a premium for, but it's what I would expect to pay. Um, but when I see somebody just saying like, hey, we ran some brand new carts and they want that same price, I'm like, Mm-mm. that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel yeah. like I could find one of these on someone's Etsy shop for half the price. You could, right. very likely. <laughs> I have to say, the, the irony is not lost on me that Microsoft just literally just bought Bethesda, and yet this is only available for PS4 and Switch. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> weird, man. That's, yeah. You know, <sighs> that's a good point. I wonder if this deal was made before... And that's why they have to honor it. It's weird, right? And I wonder if this will become like a weird, like, collector's item because probably it'll never happen again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Well, with that, I believe we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, Kat, where can everybody find you at? Uh, hi. Uh, I'm Kuro Six Plays on Twitter. Uh, it is K U R O S I X X Plays. <laughs> I'm not gonna spell <laughs> that out for you. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but it is I have like no uploads because I'm revamping it. So don't 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 go look at that one. Um, and I also stream on Twitch at the same name as well. Um, yeah, so you can find me there. <laughs> and I believe you also have uh, an art store as well, correct? I do, which is just Kuro6. So, uh, so dot nice. com and at Twitter. So, yeah, check definitely it out. Definitely check out, yeah, <laughs> check out both those. It's good work. I've seen it. So, uh, nice. definitely worth taking a look at. And thank you for being such a lovely guest. <laughs> thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> But uh, we also have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, big and small, and especially those at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. In addition, a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include, oh crap, I forgot to bring up the doc. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm dancing too early. Why am I even dancing? Yeah, right you now? really are. Hold You're on. Getting a free extra few Come seconds. on, Chrome. <laughs> oh, God. Why is it being so slow? <laughs> uh, this oh, is man, I'm not going to have enough energy to get through all this. If, nope, if you're, you're done. Going. All right, here yeah. we go. Big thanks to Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carroll, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Alicia, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, congrats on your new show, Charles Zaz, jo- Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wighoid, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, K 
Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. <laughs> the, fl- the Flying Tacos, Scuff196, uh, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Chip Damage Mike, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, and newcomer, I might, I, first time I read this name, so I'm not sure, Anthony Wilson Jr. Thank you so much. Actually, I don't think it's brand Ooh. new, but the first time I read it, so <laughs> yay. <laughs> new as of last episode. That's right. So that's, that's why it's the first time I read it. Thank you all so, so much. Thank really you. does mean the world. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. So thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.